0: Some good rest, isn't it? All you moms getting to worship. I don't know who left me that peppermint. I don't know if it was a subtle hint. You're the only one that's been up here. Y'all can be seated, except for all the women. We just want to look at you. All the girls in the house. I don't care your age. I don't care if you've given birth to a child or not. Woman is a gender... That is a divine part of God's plan. And uh, I know that the men in the house are thankful. (laughs) And if you're here, it's because you had a mama somewhere. And so we want to encourage you today. We want to honor you today. And I believe God's going to give us some encouragement not just as women, all, it, the sermon will be for all of us. It's going to be geared towards the moms, but it's going to be a message of faith. So it's going to, you can apply it to your situation if you're male or female. But y'all can be seated. Y'all are beautiful, and we appreciate everything that you do. I know some of you have not given birth to children, but you have sure had a part to play in a lot of lives. And I, I know I had a, a great auntie, uh, Aunt Ethel, who never had children, but she, man, she sewed into our lives like we were hers, and I'm always thankful for those women, the teachers and different coaches, different ones that are willing to do that. Our family Day last week was so much fun. I really want to thank you all for, for not being scared to have your children out here on a Sunday morning. Didn't the kids do wonderfully I mean I, w- I was prepared for them to be running the aisles and stuff and they they really did great and it was so much fun to have them out here in the atmosphere that they set in the room and and for them to get to be out in big church with y'all we've decided that we loved it and we want to do that for every picnic Sunday so in the fall we'll have another family day and celebrate out here with our kids Um, we kind of started in on the family last week Sewing into our kids. We went to Deuteronomy. We talked about all the opportunities that we have to teach them. So we kind of want to continue that today. But I titled it Parenting in Grace and Faith. Parenting in Grace and Faith. Faith moms are a different breed. Faith moms are a different breed. They raise you differently. And if you didn't have a faith mom, I love something that that my mom posted this morning. She said Eve didn't have one either, but God taught her how to be a mom. And so, if you didn't have a faith mom, God can teach you through His Word, through other people. Titus, the Book of Titus teaches us that the older women, older women of faith, are to teach the younger women how to love their husbands. That means it's a learned behavior. Or we wouldn't have to learn it. And so you can learn to love your children. And you know, I think sometimes we... Because I was raised by a generation after generation and after generation. A long lineage of good mamas. I sometimes don't have an understanding when I I visit with a mom that's having trouble loving her children. But I want you to know the scripture says... That the older women are supposed to teach the younger women how to, how to be in the home. How to be with their children. So if, if you're in a place where you're like, hey, Mother's Day is great. I don't like being around my kids. <laughs> That's just where we live. And God can help you with that. He wants to help you with that. And if you didn't have a good mom, uh, honor her for giving you birth and giving you the chance to live and then make some good decisions. And, and so Mother's Day is not always... Hallmark cards for everybody. Uh, Sometimes it's difficult. Some of you have lost children. Uh, Some of you have children in heaven. Some of you have lost children, uh, giving them up for adoption or or had them taken away. You know, there's a lot of complex things in this room. God has an answer for every single one of us. And at the end of the day, we'll be able to say Happy Mother's Day uh, with some understanding that he's here for us. Moms of faith... First of all, they kind of create their own problem because moms of faith create courageous kids, which there in turn requires more faith because your kids aren't afraid to do anything. It's a true story. And they're just a different breed in how they raise you because they don't raise you based on fear. I remember, and y'all, I had great, I had some great grandparents, but my granny their generation sometimes believed that fear was love and if they worried over you extensively that meant they loved you a lot Lynn and and Chip and and Missy and David and I would get out she had this old you're too young to remember but she had this my dad had gotten this big barge rope off a barge in the river and he had hung it in one of the trees for us kids to swing on well occasionally dad would park a camper out there and we would climb up the ladder of the camper and you know play Tarzan. Tarzan and Missy was Jane and David was Tarzan and I was Cheetah. No I'm oh I'm sorry Chip was Cheetah. That's why in my phone to this day Chip Miller is Chip Cheetah Miller and, um, and I was girl and so you know and granny would yell out that back door off that back porch Y'all are going to break your neck. You're going to break your necks. This was before dad started the church up here and she learned the faith message. But, I mean, she was convinced. And, And for her, that was loving us. Fear does not equal love. Faith works by love. Its intention is love. And so worrying over our children is not loving our children. We need to learn to be parents of faith. And kids, you know, they challenge your faith sometimes. So I feel like the Lord wanted us today to encourage you and maybe start by talking about the elephant in the room. You might have made some mistakes raising your children. I deal with it. I don't think my mom deals with it since she did such a good job, but we all deal with it we all deal with it and you know I thought about I thought about Eve and I thought you know here she was living in a perfect world the fall had just happened I mean how much could happen that quick a time she has two boys one of them kills the other one how quick can things go wrong and, and I started looking at all these different moms in the Bible and I thought oh my goodness. The whole Esau and the birthright and the deception and the mom teaching the son to deceive. And, and these were God's people. These were godly people. They were just doing some stupid stuff. And, and you start looking at all these and yet. And yet. The, their kids still grew up to be God's people and serve God's purpose. And they're listed in Jesus' family tree. A whole bunch of mess ups. So there's something too, even in our mistakes, sticking to it. Sticking to it. And 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 not living a life. Full of regret. Full of regret. You know, Ephesians 2.8 tells us that that it's by his grace that we are saved through faith. Grace and faith always work together. And we're going to have to have some grace in our parenting, accept some grace in our parenting if we're going to be able to have faith in our parenting. If we don't accept God's grace on our parenting for where we miss it, where we mess up, and I'm not talking about not trying to improve, okay? Read the books, watch, watch the videos, learn everything you can, okay? I'm not saying that. It's just like when, when Paul would be teaching on grace, he would say, does grace mean that you're just supposed to go out and keep sinning? God forbid. Well, grace on our parenting doesn't mean that we just keep doing what we're doing. God forbid. But the grace is there to help our children through our parenting. God love them. I mean really. But if we if we start off in this regret cycle, it doesn't help our kids. And it doesn't help us change. It doesn't help us do a better job. We are to parent by his grace and we are delivered or saved through faith. That's what the scripture teaches. And it's that way with everything that we do. So today I want to acknowledge and thank him for his grace on my parenting. I think it was yesterday we were praying over the grandkids as we were traveling in the car and just speaking over the grands. And I just, I said, thank God for, the, for your grace On our parenting where we missed it with our kids. And for your grace on their parenting where they might miss it. You know, that our children will be raised up in homes of faith. They'll spend their eternities uh, in heaven. That they'll love the Lord, their God, with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their mind. Like we talked about last week. And that helps me, when I accept that grace, it helps me to be able to have faith... In their futures. And until you accept the grace on your parenting, you're going to be in fear of their futures. Not in faith of their futures. And we just can't afford to let our parenting regrets override His grace in our minds. I don't, whatever stupid thing you did as a parent, God's grace is bigger than that. It is more powerful than that if you will accept the grace and move over into faith. But until you accept the grace, you will not move over into faith. They go together, grace and faith, grace and faith, grace and faith. And so, get the fear out. His grace is greater and your faith is very powerful. And your prayers of faith can go where you aren't. So if you don't have your kids, your prayers of faith can go where you aren't. You don't have a relationship with your kids anymore, your prayers can go where you aren't. That is a good word. That is a good word. When you can't see what they're doing and they're out of your sight... Your prayers can go where you aren't. Yes, they have free will. Yes, they have free will. But you would be surprised what your faith can do in the lives of your children, grown or small. What it can hold off, what it can protect them from. And he's offered to save us in every single area of our life. If you don't have kids, you can apply it where you want to. But you're still going to have to accept his grace over your mistakes in order to have faith in the area that you're wanting to. Repent, of course. Just don't regret. Repent. That means I'm sorry and I'm changing. Regret just holds you where you were. It just holds you, prisoner. Prisoner. And then you start this negative parenting. Negative parenting. It really doesn't turn out too well. You know, if you were perfect, your children could still make mistakes. The faith life is not about a perfect life. It's about a life you walk through with God. It's about a life that you can get help from the creator of the universe as you're walking through these things with your family. I don't know what kind of relief that is to me now to look back and go, I I didn't have to be perfect. It's a good thing because I wasn't. (laughs) I wasn't. But the grace of God and his willingness to help and and just to go back and look at Adam and Eve and Isaac and Rebecca and Jacob and Rachel. I mean, Rachel, Jacob. Let's just favor one child over all the others. Isaac and Rebecca, well, let's let's teach one kid to deceive his dad. Let's trick dad. I mean, there was some stuff in there. They they did some things. They did them wrong. And yet, because they kept God in the storyline, they kept God in the storyline, they became the family tree of Jesus. Don't underestimate God's grace in your parenting story. Ask for it. Thank him for it. It's available. He wants to do it. Accept his grace and then he can do his work. And then comes faith. But I want to make sure I got it across real plain. Grace first. You got to accept the grace. You got to get rid of the regret. You got to accept the grace. It's free. You didn't earn it. You can't earn it. You accept it. God, I thank you for the grace, your grace on my parenting. Yeah, just kind of say it where you sit. God, I thank you for your grace on my parenting. I thank you for your, your grace on my parenting. And once we get that established, Sandra, then we can, we can go, okay, let's pray this over our children. Let's pray this over our grandchildren, over this situation Not in fear, not in regret, but in faith. What does grace and faith parenting look like? We got some great examples in this room. And I won't won't call you out. Yeah, I might. Wes and Stacy have done an amazing job. Amazing job. Todd and Lisa have done an amazing job. Bob and Kathy have done an amazing job. I better stop. Somebody will get jealous I didn't call their name. Tanya, you've done an amazing job. I see her. Point point to Tanya. None of these people are perfect. But it's what grace and faith parenting looks like. Not perfect, but sticking to it and keeping God in the storyline. No matter what. No matter what. And we can't afford as parents to move over into pride when our children or grandchildren make a mistake. When they sin, when they do something and everybody knows about it. We can't afford to move over into pride. we got to stick with God in the storyline. I know this happened, but I also know how this is going to end. Oh, I was listening to uh, Sarah Jakes, T.D. Jakes' daughter the other day. What a story. She's a fireball. If y'all, if y'all haven't listened to her, you need, I can't even remember what her last name is now, but if you put in Sarah Jakes, it'll come up. She was pregnant at 13. Try having T.D. Jakes as your dad and being pregnant at 13. World-renowned minister, television, the whole nine yards. Here she is pregnant at 13. She said, I started wondering if I even belong to this family you know, all of these questions, that the enemy was hitting her with all of these questions. And, and she was talking about, it was, this was on Mother's Day several years ago that she was talking about this. She said, then this one day on Mother's Day, she said, this tall boy, full beard, is standing in front of me, blessing me for being his mother. And she said, all of a sudden, everything came full circle. The mess-ups can be worked through by God's grace and your faith. Amen. And I mean, I just like to lost it. I was listening to it in the car. And I thought, you know, at that moment, at 13, the world is, is, the world is lost. We're all, you know, we don't know who we are. We, this is the worst thing that could ever happen in all the world. And then years later, here we are, full-grown man standing in front of her saying, what a good mom you've been to me. Thank you for keeping me, for giving birth to me. For... So we stick God in the storyline and we leave him in the storyline no matter what else happens. That's what grace and faith parenting looks like baby you might have done this and this might have happened but let me tell you God's going to walk us through every step of this that's grace and faith parenting and man if we could go back and do it again but we got to go from where we are right it was grace and faith that my kids turned out so wonderfully and doing such a good job with their own children I'm I can't take any credit. It's just God in the storyline. The prayer of faith is the way that you take fear, your fear off of your children. The prayer of faith is how you take your fear off of your children because you don't want to put your fear on your children. Fear is a magnet. It draws things to us. And if you were abused and you put the fear of being abused on your children, you're putting a magnet on your children. If you're afraid of being poor and going without and you put that poverty mentality on your children, you're putting a magnet on your children. If you've been through divorce and you're afraid of relationships and you put that fear on your children, you're putting that magnet on your children. We can't afford to put fear on our, our fear on our children. We, we can't. we got to put, put our faith. And, and the prayer of faith is our way of taking our fear off our children and placing them in the hands of God in faith. It's not that we quit parenting. But you know what? Sometimes there comes a time that you have to lift your hands and turn your children over to God. Anybody in the house ever had to do that? It's like, I'm not going to get in this fear. I'm not going to get in fear over this. So, God, I dedicated them to you. You tell me what to do and I'll do it. But I am placing them in your hands. I'm not going to get under the fear of this. Cast all your care upon the Lord. It might mean your children. And that doesn't mean for him to raise I'm not escaping your responsibility here. You still got to change the diapers. God ain't going to do it. You got to spat the hand. You got to say the no. You got to do the training. But my goodness, the care of this thing. Parenting is hard, but it is the most rewarding thing. It's this great mix. It's this great bundle of emotions, isn't it? Sleepless nights, crying babies, teething. Got an amen in the back. One teething baby in the back. And then they start walking and then you're like trying to keep their little heads from banging into everything. They come in with bruises. They look like they've been abused. You're just waiting for DHS to show up. (laughs) Then they go to school. Then there's that, the fears that come with that. Then they start driving. Eh. Then comes the first phone call. Uh mom I'm okay but <laughs> Then they start bringing home people of the opposite sex. <laughs> I won't try not to look too far in the balcony when I talk about that. Friends. Yeah, Chelsea told me PJ was just a friend for the longest. <laughs> Till I caught him kiss her and then I said friends don't do that. <laughs> what a fine young man he's turned out to be a lot of opportunities for fear along the way with your children use your faith for your children use your faith for your children keep the fear out and use your faith and remember that fear is transferable and it's transferable by words. But faith is also transferable by words. And we get to pick that. And I was reading, um, most of y'all have heard of the Circle Maker. Uh, there's this great little book called Praying Circles Around Your Children. I know we bought one for every family in the church a couple of years ago. I have two. Uh, I, have two I have two that I have left in my office. If, if you need one, you can grab one of these. But uh, it's by Mark Batterson. It's called Praying Circles Around Your Children. And he said in here, he said, what he learned was that the the first 10 minutes of getting the kids to school, getting them ready for school and to school were the most important minutes of the day because how he sent them from home out into the world was the most powerful 10 minutes of the day. Because those words that they're hearing before they leave, what is supposed to be their Garden of Eden, it's important how we send them out, right? So y'all can get that. It's, uh, it's online. You girls share this around the house, would you? Yeah, share it around the house. Um, it's, it's just, it's so important. You've got 10 minutes before you send them out. Just so good things in them. Say good things. So it doesn't have to be in the form of a prayer, and, and sometimes you, you might do that. But it's it's the positivity. You know, no, no matter what happens today, you got this. God's with you. You know, I mean, you, you got that big test coming up. He'll bring all things to your remembrance. Everything that you've studied that you need to you need to pull up from your memory, it'll be there. You you are so smart, man. God gave you a brain. Brilliant- You've got a brilliant mind. It's no wonder everybody likes you. It's no wonder you found favor. God's favored you. I mean, why that, instead of who picked on you today? Did somebody pick on you today? Oh, Who'd you play with today? Who'd you have a good time with today? There's a positive, there's a negative, and it's fear and it's faith. And sometimes we miss those little simple opportunities. We know Romans ten seventeen, faith comes by? And hearing by the word of God. So if we want to plant faith in our parenting, we've got to plant his word in our parenting. We've got to be sowing those seeds into our children. It doesn't have to be and it shouldn't be in King James Version. There's lifeless lessons happening every day. Every single day there's an opportunity for a godly principle to be planted into our children. And they may not ever even know it's scripture, but they will learn it as a godly principle. And and we need to be doing it as parents as well. Now if you got the notes off the QR code, I made a whole list of scriptures on parenting on children And what I want to encourage you to do is not just read the Scripture as the Scripture, but to put yourself in the Scripture or put your children in the Scripture. This is when it gets real to you. Because it's one thing for me to just read it, Karen. It's another thing for me to read it like it's about me. And that's when the Bible really comes to life for you. And it's also how you handle those fears that are trying to come to your head because they will try to come to your head about your kids. And so... The only thing to combat fear is faith. That's it. That's how we do it. And so, for instance, I put in, oh man, which one do I want to use? Psalm thirty-seven twenty-five. I was young and now I'm old. That kind of fits. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken and I'll never see my children begging bread. I will never see my children begging bread. And you know, I'm so convinced of that, and I was raised so that way for generation that it is impossible for me to imagine my children going without. I don't even have to think about it, I don't even have to use my faith for it anymore. It's just ingrained in me. I can't even imagine my children, my grandchildren doing without. But that scripture was ingrained in me all my life. Mom had scriptures everywhere. Everywhere. You went to flip on a light switch, you get paper cut. <laughs> I mean, she, she would write them out on paper, cut them, and scotch tape them to the light switches. Wealth and riches are in our house because we fear the Lord and we keep his commandments. I'll never forget that one. That one was everywhere. On the mirrors. On the refrigerator. I mean... You know what she was doing? Exactly what we talked about last week from the book of of Deuteronomy. Where we lie down, where we raise up, where we walk, when we go out the gate, when we come in the door, as frontlets before our eyes. That's grace, faith, parenting. Making sure that we have what we need for anything that might happen to us in life. And there came times that that was my saving grace. Psalm 103, 17, my version. I fear the Lord. His love is with me and his righteousness is with my children for generations. Psalm 112, 1. I'm blessed because I fear the Lord. I find a in his word. And my children will be mighty in the land of and the gener and my generations are upright and they will be blessed. This is how you get rid of fear. If you're a grumpy mother, Psalm 113, 9, he makes the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. If you need joy in your motherhood, y'all don't look at me like you didn't ever not like your kids. There's times you don't like your kids you might love them but there's times you go through seasons where you're like where did this thing come from <laughs> you know it's true are they smart off something you, and you're like what joyful you just remember that verse you've made me a joyful mother of children and yes you have to handle the smart mouth and you have to handle those things but Still, there's times you need to call that joy up in your motherhood. For a season, it's it's tempting to become a grumpy mom or desperate mom, a sad mom, a scared mom. You were made to be a joyful mother of children. Children, oh Psalm 127. My children are a heritage from the Lord. They're what He's blessed me with, they're my greatest treasure. The fruit of my womb is his reward. Try that one about 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning, every feeding of twins. God love you. (laughs) As arrows are in the hand of the mighty man, so are the children of your youth. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. Guys, you're happy. You're a dad and you're happy. You got all these children and you're happy. Why? They're like arrows in your hand. Man, they're powerful. I don't know if I should say this one over y'all or not. This could be dangerous. Psalm 128. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine. Let that just land only where it needs to, Lord. Um, Skip the ones it needs to skip. Thy wife, you are a fruitful vine by the sides of your house. Your children are like olive plants around your table. And that olive represents peace and fatness and joy and flourishing and prosperity, says Jameson Fawcett Brown. That's what your children are. When you're, you know, they're fighting over the food in the middle of the table, those children around that table, prophetic that's who they are around your table and you can see them as a little you know hangry animals or or whatever but but that's what they are they're a blessing around your table psalm 147 says he's blessed the children within you those of you who are carrying babies everybody's gonna wonder who i looked at In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. My children fear the Lord, and they have strong confidence, and they will always have a place of refuge in him no matter what happens in life because I can't control what all happens in my children's lives. Mom could not control everything that happened in my life, but what she did was gave me strong confidence, and she built in me a place of refuge in God. I mean, really, that's what you can do for your children. And let's just What if your children are grown and you didn't raise them this way? Go from where you are. And look, my, my dad used to say this statement all the time, and I it's such a good statement. Don't jerk the wheel. You know, if you've gone off in the ditch, don't jerk the wheel. Why? Because you're going to wreck it if you do. And I have seen parents who lived like a heathen and then got saved, and then they jerked the wheel with their kids. And their kids are like, uh uh-uh. uh, you're not driving this. Mm-mm. Let the process of time, don't be afraid of the process of time. Begin to sow into your children gently. Don't jerk the wheel. Don't try to preach them sermons when they haven't got to experience you living it. Live it and let them watch it. Sometimes you need to keep your mouth shut. I heard a over here. I don't know who it was, but yes. It's true. Pray, love, plant those seeds where you can, when you can. But when you start seeing that you've jerked the wheel, you need to trust God and trust the process of time. Now, if they're about to fall off a cliff, jerk the wheel. Okay? Seriously, jerk the wheel. But if not, then you start sowing. And, and please don't use King James Version English when you do it. Start expressing to them. And when I say that, that you don't need to live in regret, I don't mean that you don't need to live in repentance. And I don't mean that you don't owe your child an apology. I've owed my children a lot of apologies. I'm not sure that I did it every time, but I've owed them a lot of apologies. But you know what? That's a that's a love language. That that's a common courtesy. If 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 I accidentally hit you with a baseball, I'm gonna apologize. I mean we do that for strangers. Why are we why are we afraid to apologize to our children when we've hurt our children? It builds an openness in relationship that we need. And children should apologize to their parents. It's a relationship. Repentance is in that relationship. But please hear me when I say, don't jerk the wheel and don't be afraid of the process. When you sow a seed, you don't go get the harvest that afternoon. You're sowing seed and in faith... You have faith in the seed and you let it grow over time. And eventually in time, I have seen so many families, parent-child relationships restored over time. And I know nobody likes that time part. Because you want back in relationship with that person. You want back in relationship with that child. You want back in relationship with that parent. But sometimes there's some things that need to be worked out. Worked through. Grown through. Before you can actually see that harvest. But process is progression. It is progression. And so hang in there, don't give up, keep God in the storyline. And I'm going to end there. I want opportunity to pray with you. I want you to be able to go to lunch with mom. I want you to be able to beat the other church to the restaurant. (laughs) You're welcome. We love the other churches, but we do want you to be able to get there. We want you to be able to see your mom today if you can. Uh, If you can't, uh, then have some great memories of her. And if all else fails, you can honor her that she gave you a chance at life. And if that's all you got, then focus on that. And uh, be a support to the other moms around you. Encourage each other. Women, moms need encouragement, especially those with with multiple uh, school-age children they're, they're running around from ball practice to ball practice and school this to school that. Be an encouragement. When they start talking negative, be their positive and uh, pump some life back into them. It takes a lot of energy to be a mom. If y'all would stand. I, I Privately, when it's over, if Tom, uh, Tom, if you'll put on some instrumental after we pray. Uh, and if Mark and Tina and John and Mandy... And mom will join me up front. We'll be up front. If you need prayer, you want us to pray with you concerning your child, your children, we would love to. Uh, Kayla would be great to pray with you as well. Uh, you young moms, Tanya, any, any number of us would be available to you to pray with you. Let's get faith rolling. And let's get regret out of the way so that we can, we can walk in grace and faith. Amen. Father, I thank you for all of the people present today. But Father, today we're honoring the gender that you, you just couldn't put that final good on your sentence until you made her. Then it was good. Then it was good. And Father, we honor the women of the house today. In a world that has attacked gender and tried to make it go away, we see the divine plan. And your word is what we choose over culture. Your word is truth. And so they'll be honored in this house always. Father, I speak strength into them that they be at rest uh, today. That that as as we honor them and as you honor them, that it gives them an extra boost. Father, I thank you that you're giving them wisdom. You're sowing into them your word on how to be a mom and Father, help us to walk that out. I know that your grace is on us to do it. We're anointed to be women. You wouldn't have made us a woman if we couldn't be a woman. And we're anointed to be moms. And so we thank you. We, we lean heavy on that. And we ask for your grace on it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.